0: G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. We'll have, our, we'll have our round 19 rapid review coming very soon. And then we're heading into Bloke a Bar Studios to do the deep review of round 19 and what a round it was. Unfortunately, uh, finished on a pretty sour note. The West Tigers uh, and the Cowboys game obviously been decided in the last second or the Last four seconds after full-time, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Uh, Bizarre little situation there. We posted all of our thoughts on it earlier this morning. So go and have a listen to that if you are interested. Phil very sorry for West Tigers fans. I think the NRL uh, have got a little bit of explaining to do because that was one of the great bed shits of all time. I feel sorry for you West Tigers fans out there. Uh, But another thing that really caught my eye during this week, uh, and I remember sitting there three weeks ago, and uh, oh, the Melbourne Storm won't lose two in a row. And I was saying this too. Oh, the Melbourne Storm won't lose three in a row. Ooh, lose three in a row. Fuck, I'd hate to be playing the Melbourne Storm after they lose three in a row. And... South Sydney, they gave it to them. I mean, it was pretty close on the scoreboard, but I thought South Sydney were uh, convincingly the better side, realistically. So the Melbourne Storm, four losses on the trot. Uh, I believe it's the first time they've had four losses since 2015. I think I read the other day. Uh, my guess was that it was 2012. Now, um, we'll talk about their current team and then we'll get into 2012. So when I have a look at this current Melbourne storm slide, this was something that sort of myself and Denon alluded to at the start of the season. Um, You know, you had the Brandon Smith stuff in the preseason, which, you know, I, I personally didn't think that was a huge issue to be honest with you. I mean, Brandon Smith coming out and saying that he um, wants to win a comp at his next club. I mean, who the fuck is signing at a club without wanting to win a comp at the next club? But anyway, I I, I thought that that was, uh, got a little bit blown out of proportion, but It's the sort of thing that hasn't happened in Melbourne before yet. It hasn't happened in Melbourne like that before. Um, There was also other little things that were happening in Melbourne that we hadn't really seen before. I remember, like, Jack Howarth in the preseason, he signed a five-year deal. Uh, Jack Howarth hasn't played first grade yet. You know, you never even saw your Billies, your Coopers, your Cams. Like, you never saw these guys get five-year deals. And, look, Jack Howarth is a great talent, no doubt about it, but I did think it was evident that, There's things that are sort of changing down there in Melbourne. Uh, You also had, you know, the Cam Munster and the Brandon Smith saga in the off-season, which, once again, you don't really see too much of that from the Melbourne Storm. They're normally pretty squeaky clean, and, you know, maybe they're not as squeaky clean as what we think, mate. Maybe they are saved a little bit because they are down in Melbourne. They're a little bit out of mind, out of sight. The media probably takes a little bit of care of them down there. They're not as big news compared to the AFL boys, but... There was just a couple of things in the preseason that just didn't quite fit. Uh, you had Tui Kamakamika. He, he he was in trouble as well during the preseason. Then you had Christian Walsh. He did his ACL. Uh, and you sort of sat there and went, ooh, okay, that's going to hurt them. That's going to hurt them. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Dolphins signing started to roll. Jesse Bromwich, who's been there for, you know, he's the longest serving Melbourne Storm player that's still at the club. Then his brother follows Kenny. Then all of a sudden, Felice Kafusi's going as well. There's... There's now three international forwards that are leaving the Melbourne Storm. And then we had the Jerome Hughes, his whole contract saga play out across the media. I mean, it just, there was just a lot of things going on that were not overly Melbourne Storm like, and this is also after, you know, obviously Josh had Carr car left. Um, yeah, it just, uh, and look in the preseason, m- myself and Kempi sort of spoke about this sort of stuff, but you know, you have to finish every sentence with, but every time you doubt them, They pull your pants down, they prove you wrong and they bounce back and they do something amazing that we've never seen before and... You know, th- this year, they've played decent footy, but injuries have struck. Yeah? Injuries have really struck. As we said, Christian Walsh, an Australian front rower, he's been missing for the entire season, one of the real leaders in this team. And one of those guys, too, that, you know, he's only two or three years, I'm pretty sure he's two or three years younger than your, you know, your Kafusis and your Bromiches and these sort of guys. But that sort of age matters, just to have that slightly younger guy who's playing rep football, got the big motor on him, good leader, good guy to have around your camp as well. So losing Christian Walsh, that was a big loss. Could they... Deal with that loss, 100%. They they were going to be okay. Josh King walked into the system. It was going to be okay. They weren't going to be as good, but it was going to be okay. They then got Tui Kamakamika back, which was huge for them. Season then starts and... You know, Brandon Smith not playing his absolute best football. I think that's fair to say. Uh, not as good as what he was last year and not as good as he was in 2020. So all of a sudden you sort of, Brandon Smith has dropped a little bit. Christian Welsh isn't there. They're sort, they were already short on middle forward. So then lose Christian Welsh. it was always sort of going to be a bit of a battle here. They managed to get Tui Kamakameka back, which really did help the situation and has helped the situation. Uh, But then more injuries have struck. I mean, Ryan Pappenhausen, he missed six or seven weeks, uh, which, you know, that really hurt. You could really see the difference in the squad during that time. He's now gone for the season. Um, Remus Smith's another one they lost. And, you know, Remus, he might not be a superstar, but fuck that Melbourne Storm backline at the moment. They are screaming out for just someone to be reliable um, you have a look at that first try that Colin and Tungy scored, and I'm sure we'll talk about it pretty in-depth on Bloke and Bar. Like, that shook me. You watch the defense of the left winger. I think it's Irema. He is backing off into his in-goals. I mean, I have never seen a Melbourne Storm team do that ever. It was crazy. It was one of the softest tries I've ever seen Melbourne concede. And, you know, I'm sure there has been softer, don't get me wrong, but just the way that they defended in, in that moment – on a back row of that wide, just was awful. And they had a number of those moments. And there was also moments in that game where, you know, Husey absolutely slapped a 40-20 in about the 23rd, 25th minute around that mark. Nothing came of that. They conceded a try to Alex Johnson two, two sets later. I mean, they, you know, they've, they've got Brandon Smith to come back over the next few weeks, which that'll really help. I think he's back next week or the week after. I think he got three-game suspension. I think he's missed two, so he should be back within the next two weeks. That will help. Desperately need him back in there. And, and hopefully he's able to get a bit of a um a a, a bit of a freshen up over the next three weeks and he can have an impact. But then the only other guy they're waiting for is Xavier Coates, um, who will be fantastic. Do not get me wrong. He's another reliable guy who will come into that back line. He's got a bit of X factor. But I still don't think it answers the questions about the middle forwards. And then, I mean, next year you're going to farewell Jesse Bromwich. You're going to farewell Felice Cafusi, Kenny Bromwich. I mean – like, th- there's a lot of gaps to be filled in that Melbourne Storm pack. You get Christian Walsh back, but, I mean, with all due respect to Christian Welsh, he's coming off an ACL. He's a front row coming off an ACL, which, you know, there are guys this year like uh, Mike Sibo like um, like Lindsey Collins, who are coming back and playing unbelievable footy off the back of ACLs. But history tells us that you tend to start really slow. It tends to take a year or 18 months for you to get back to your absolute best. So it's it's going it's a real testing time for Melbourne I'm telling you. I don't, I don't know how this is going to play out this year where they're going to end up, but that's four losses on the trot. I believe they've got a pretty soft draw over the next two weeks. Got so the Gold Coast Titans and I think they might have the Warriors respectfully to those two teams. That should see the Melbourne Storm play themselves back into a bit of form, but just with the way they're going at the moment, I am I'm really worried about Melbourne, I really am. I'm not, sh- you know, they 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 definitely need to win those two games uh, and then hopefully they can snap themselves back into a bit of form, but I mean, for a long time, we've said this year, the only team that can really challenge the Penrith Panthers is the Melbourne Storm. I, mate, I've I got to tell you, if Penrith were playing Melbourne next week, I wouldn't be surprised to see Penrith put 30 to 40 points on them, uh, to win by 30 or 40. I really wouldn't. Uh, this Melbourne Storm team, they are looking very depleted at the moment, very shook. You see Cam Munster, you see Jerome Hughes after the game, Harry Grant, they're just, they're just rattled. And, you know, like, there's so much talent in this team. I just worry about the pack, which has been the worry all year. And, you know, Craig Bellamy, traditionally, you could give him, you know, six planks of wood and he'd turn them into a state of origin forward pack. He's just not having the same impact so far this year. you got guys that have come in that have done a good job, but he's just, they're just not going to that same level that they have been in previous years. And... You know, as I said, I'm pretty sure they lost four in a row in like 2015 or something like that. You can do your own research there, but I remember in 2012 um, when they lost a heap of games. Now it was round round 16, around 21. They lost five in a row. Uh, the smart ones out there doing the maths—that's six games. They had a buy mixed in there, yeah. But they lost five games in a row. And there's and I rem- I remember just just watching them during that period and sort of thinking, "Fuck, they're not far off though." Like I feel like at the moment. They're heaps far off. I remember that back in 2012, and I'll be honest with you, I, I, I had a big bet that year on the Melbourne Storm to win that grand final. I was very high on them that season. That obviously come off the back of the 2010 salary cap drama. 2011 was a shit fight. 2012, that was sort of the redemption year, and I, I really did love the narrative of the Melbourne Storm that year with Cronk, um, Slater, And Cam Smith, of course, I enjoyed that and I had a bit of money on them. So I watched them very closely that year. And I remember watching them during that period just sort of going, you know what, it's Origin, there's a bit of shit going on. I think they'll be okay. I think they'll find a way. And then... Now, I was obviously there at the grand final. I've spoken about it on the podcast. One of my favourite plays ever, Cooper Cronk, delivers this cracking ball to Billy Slater against the Canterbury Bulldogs. Um, Just one of my favourite tries of all time. The confidence between these two to pull this play off and the line run by Ryan Hoffman, uh, just sensational. One of my favourite moments in rugby league, honestly. I could watch that try and repeat for eternity. And, you know, Cooper Cronk, he got the Clive Churchill that day, deservingly so. I thought he was an absolute weapon and... Um, you know, I remember getting the big league at the end of that season, and just reading this article that just blew me away. And I, I was pretty sure I had it here somewhere. I mentioned this on a podcast yesterday, I think it was, and I managed to go through uh, my old, you know, league week collection, managed to find this article, and I'm just going to read it to you. So this is from after the grand final in 2012. Yeah, when the Melbourne Storm they lost those five games in a row. From that moment on. From round 21 onwards, they won eight games in a row, including the grand final. They did not drop a single game after that. Now, the article, it's titled, Ace Spray. Cronk delivers on-field performance that wins the comp and, off, and an off-field verbal that saves a season. All right, so this is from League Week 2012. I'll read this article to you. Snap out of it. That's the brutal message that Clive Churchill medal winner Cooper Cronk delivered to coach Craig Bellamy back in July when a five-game losing streak threatened to derail the storm season. Bellamy was in a funk after losses to Canterbury, Canberra, North Queensland, Parramatta and the Dragons saw his team drop to third. Cronk was still battling an origin hangover and was down on form, but a truce session between the coach and his playmaker produced a stunning turnaround. Eight wins on the trot and a premiership no one can take away. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. To my way of thinking, that's what turned us around, Bellamy said. Cooper and I have got a really good relationship and one, one thing we like to pride ourselves on is being honest. We had a discussion there and he was honest and I was honest about where, where we were at. The advice he gave me was good and I deserved it at the time. Essentially, Cronk told Bellamy to snap out of wallowing and self doubt. As the halfback and chief conductor, the string of losses were on the seven shoulders. Cooper has had a wonderful year, but he was part of our five losses, Bellamy said. He had a shot at me, and I said my piece, and then he was the main guy who turned us around. A Storm Insider tells Rugby League Week Craig thought he'd lost his mojo. He thought he wasn't reaching the players anymore. The reason he has been so successful at the club is that he leads the way and expects high standards of others. So when he, when he stopped being like that, listening to the players too much, the players missed it. Cooper told him to take charge again. The conversation between Bellamy and Cronk not only uh, won a premiership, it could have given us one of the game's next great coaches, with Cronk pulling exactly the right psychological rein at that time. Cronk tells Rugby League week he had no problem giving his blunt message to the coach. Craig and I have got a terrific relationship built on respect and honesty, so I'm very comfortable telling him just anything and vice versa, Kronk says. We weren't doing all the little things the way Melbourne Storm play and we were sort of walking around it a bit. Cameron, Billy, Hoffman and Hinchcliffe, as senior players, all had a meeting and we broke things down and we were pretty honest and turned it around. The best thing about this footy team and this club and the players and individuals is that we are honest and they are willing to take things on board. We just really had to take two steps backwards to move forwards. Teammates noticed the change in Kronk after the heart-to-heart with Bellamy. Coop wasn't playing too flash. None of us were at that stage, and we knew it, talented back rower, Kevin Proctor said. But he lifted lifted and took his game to a new level, and, and we all followed his lead. And where it has got us to now. Pretty wild, yeah. Now I I feel like by listening to Craig Bellamy's interviews and watching his press conference the other night, I kind of feel like he's in a bit of a situation. And as I said, I feel like there's been a lot of things that has happened over the last two or three years that probably are a little bit un Melbourne. I feel like there's a lot of things and you know, obviously times have changed and everything, but You know, I've spoken to a number of Melbourne Storm players and I asked them about, you know, the stuff they see on social media now and they all sort of say, you know, we never would have got away with any of that sort of stuff with Craig Bellamy. And once again, times have changed. Yeah, I'm I'm not sitting here uh, like, like a boomer saying it needs to go back to the ways that it was coached in the 80s or whatever. But part of me makes me think that Craig Bellamy, he might be in for another one of these sort of moments. I reckon right now he's questioning if he's got what it takes to turn this Melbourne Storm team around. And I don't know who the guy is that's in his squad right now that can have this conversation. I don't know if if a Munster has the same sort of pull as a Cameron, uh, as a Cooper Cronk. I don't know if Harry, I think Harry Grant's too young. Um, I think, I don't don't think Jerome Hughes has the experience either. Like it's an interesting one. I don't know if maybe, you know, they need to call in some of these old guys, whether it be Cooper, Billy, Cameron, I'm not sure what the answer is here, but it sort of feels like a similar situation. And I sort of feel like Bellamy is second guessing himself. And as I said at the start, The reason why you never go too heavy on the Melbourne Storm is because you know they're going to pull your pants down and they're going to embarrass you and they're going to prove you wrong whenever you doubt them. But right now, it's not looking pretty. And the body language I'm seeing from Craig Bellamy, I mean, when you go back and look in hindsight, it kind of seems a little bit similar to what was happening in 2012. Now, granted, you know, part of this has been during the origin period, yeah, where they had, you know... A few guys go and play Origin. Um, you know, obviously, Cam Munster, Harry Grant, Felicia Kifusi, he had to go overseas as well. So it hasn't been easy for Melbourne yet, but they're not missing as many guys as they were once upon a time. They still have Husey there. They still have Brandon Smith there throughout that period. So it, it's interesting times down there. And, you know, the, you've got the Jesse Bromiches, the Kenny Bromiches, your, your Kiwi boys, your, your Justin O'Lehms, all these guys, these more experienced guys in this team right now that don't play Origin that are still there. And they're still really struggling during this period and struggling to come out of it. I think in the next two weeks will be very, very telling for the Melbourne Storm. But I thought as they face five losses in a row, I think they played the Titans this week. So you'd like to think that they'd get a win there, surely. Um, it's interesting to look back on 2012 when Craig Bellamy felt like he'd lost the change room, he'd lost his mojo. And it took a, uh, a pretty harsh word from his halfback, Cooper Cronk, to turn it all around. Eight weeks later, eight wins later, a premiership. A Clive Churchill medal for Cooper Cronk. Very interesting times at the Melbourne Storm. I'm very, very hesitant to doubt them, but it's a bit hard not to doubt them at the moment. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer.